What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting approximately six feet away from me in the lovely Hobson household is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? Brandon, I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Oh, I'm just fine. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Some of it, fantastic, really exciting. Honestly, most of it, pretty shitty and depressing. But first, we need to... We've been well. Not I have been called out. Well, we need to address the elephant we need in the a, room. Address the elephant in the room, which apparently, Lucy, you're fat. Don't talk about the big dog like that. She has a thyroid issue. <laughs> okay, but our partners over, or I guess they're partners. We did a podcast with them. Maybe another podcast coming I, quite I, soon. I consider them partners. They're very close friends. Our podcast friends over at Trapdoor to Hell on their intro, Tyler. Longtime Fortnite brethren, now Call of Duty brethren, trying to lead us to a Warzone victory. Came close today, got third. Yeah, even good. though I, I think I died three times. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> there is apparently, which I kind of forgot about this, an ongoing feud, cookoff feud between Dominic and Travis. And Travis is not even considered a feud. He apparently has multiple barbecue feuds going, and, and Dominic is so far down at the bottom, it's not even on the list. So Dominic, this is your time to rebut. If you want to schedule. You want to call them out, say what your plan of attack would be. What are you cooking? Let the people know. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Cheese. I've been growing for a long time now. And, you know, it is trial trial by error. You know, when you first start grilling, you start, you know, basic stuff. I have perfected my grill techniques. And, you know, if Travis doesn't want to take me serious, it's fine. It's fine. You know why? Because I don't have the time. Let him sleep. I don't have the time to sit here and, you know, I don't even want to mention it. It's a waste of my time. So if he doesn't want to see me, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not even going to bother with it anymore. But he just needs to know that when it comes down to cooking a fucking steak, people come to me, not him. So Dominic is calling Travis out on his steak-making abilities. I know Travis is listening because he'll listen to the sports and then turn us off when we talk about wrestling. So, Travis, if you need a rebuttal, let us know. We can schedule this steak cook-off whenever, whether it be remote, whether it be at your house, at the Hobson household. Apparently, it's going down. I mean, that part, we have to figure out the logistics. Just saying. So, summertime My cook-off steak. coming coming soon. My steak, the, the last steak that I made was fucking perfect. All right, now let's jump right into it. Last week, we speculated that maybe baseball would be back. Wasn't looking so hot, but God damn it, baseball is back. Don't tell me about all the logistics and the corona and everything that's going to shut it down. Just let me be happy for, for a few days at least. Baseball is back. It's not specifically an agreed-upon agreement between the players and the owners. It's kind of what we thought what was going to happen. The owners said, tell us when and where, and that's what the owners did. They told them 60 games, fully prorated, which was the last offer that the owners sent the players way we're not i mean we could talk about it a little bit but in the, at the end of the day the players are probably going to file a grievance and sue the owners about how they weren't whatever ta- you know giving good faith offers and really taking these negotiations seriously but we're just going to talk about the actual season and what's going to happen to that season so dominic just first off your opinion about baseball being back 60 games starting Late July, July twenty fourth, something like that. Well, I mean, when I when I heard that 
so-called it was back the report July 1st I was ecstatic I mean granted with everything that's gone that's going on in the world and with it you know being so late so-called into the season um you know I'm just happy it's back it's something to watch it's something to enjoy it's something to root for something to get your mind off a lot of the bad things in, in life so on that retrospect I'm freaking happy the one thing I'm disappointed about is for I know for me and my household the studio audience works for or a company with the Oakland Athletics she still can't work so I was hoping maybe they would you know because we're access members they could you know kind of find loopholes and being like you know oh we can have special parties so you can watch them or you know you can have like you know certain amount of people spread out in the stadium or something like that but there's totally no no fans at all and that's what I'm kind of bummed out about well I it was expected that there wasn't going to be any fans in attendance and we haven't talked about a lot of corona news lately but we have a lot of it coming out this week so we've kind of scaled back on talking the sad news about people getting sick and everything that's going on but unfortunately we're kind of in that point where people weren't taking it too seriously we thought oh, okay we're all back to normal we can start opening things up again but then now we're starting to get a spike especially in the sports world and the wrestling where we're going to talk about some other leagues in a bit but so 60 games fully prorated we're going to split it to where all the teams are going to be bracketed off by division so all the west teams are going to play each other all the central teams are going to play each other and all the east teams are going to play each other you get 40 games against your own division and then the other 20 games are going to go against the other league same division so definitely expediting the process a lot of divisional games and i'm excited to see what that means i mean i mean if you think about it it's only four games per team on the other divisions is pretty much what we would get anyways between the A's and the Giants, which is, I guess, fun because it's not those games aren't being taken away. We're going to go over, obviously, an MLB fully. We're going to go down a, a rundown and a season preview later on in the year or later on in the month. But Dominic, your thoughts on, on kind of that aspect, the schedule wise about limiting the travel. Obviously, the West Coast teams still have to travel the most, but they still the farthest they're going to go is to Texas, which is a lot farther than what the East Coast teams are going to be doing. But oh, that that was a pretty bad cut to me. Yeah, but you, yeah, but and you just stared at me. I'm like waiting for you to be like, but Dominic, what do you think? But 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 but, um, I mean, I think it's fine with me for for the circumstances that we're in right now. I think it's fine. Um, I'm. I don't know how to feel about the traveling part. I mean, I feel. I mean, I know you have to. So, so and all the me, games are going to be at the team's own stadium, not in a bubble, not located in Arizona or Florida. Well, okay, but let me ask you this: so, when the A's has have, have to go to Texas, is it going to be where the A's go to Texas for a series and the the Astros go to Oakland for a series, or is it who gets the unlucky stick and have, has to travel? Is what I'm trying to ask, or is it both? What the fuck are you talking about? Obviously, if it's okay, let's break it down from a fundamental standpoint. Dom, let's do some math. Hey, whoa, whoa! You, I, you I didn't know. say math was involved. Today. I'm sorry, but there's okay. So you're gonna play forty te- forty games against your division. Yes. There's five teams per division. Yes. So that means you're playing four different teams. So you play ten games per yes. team. Yes. So you would have what is that? Ten. So you do like two threes and a four. 
so you would split it. So obviously, if you go to Houston, Houston's got to come to you eventually. Okay, that, well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't know if it was going to be like, you know, Oakland has to go to, has to, go to Houston. Bucket for the 10 with games. With the 20 going up against the five other league teams, I would assume you would just be doing two-game series. But it doesn't say, I mean, or you can just do four-game series, but you're not going to get that home game, which I'm perfectly fine with. Just get the four games out the way. It's 60 games in about 66 days, 64 days, so not a lot of off time, which would maybe lean towards maybe the four-game series against the other league instead of doing two and two back and forth because since there is no fans, it really doesn't matter. There's not a home field advantage. There's not going to be that re- reason to get that revenue playing the other team that you normally don't play. So it should be interesting to see. Obviously, we will break down each cent- each series and each whatever and see who has the best chances of coming up but just kind of your overall thoughts dominic with the 60 game season really kind of anybody could win if you look at the season last year the a's were like in third place being a 500 team the nationals were nowhere close the mariners were super hot at the beginning and they just fell off at the end so 60 games it's going to be really important to get off to that hot start well i mean for me i'm looking at you know and we'll break it down in a few weeks but i'm looking at you know each division, you know, it's in the oh, in the National League. What? I'm not National League. What? I'm so focused on the Giants for some reason. I don't know what's going on today. Like I'm thinking of the Giants, Dodgers. I'm like thinking of that matchup for some reason. I don't know why. I think the one division that is shaken up the most by this will be the top of the AL Central, because normally it's the Indians and the Twins, and they're used to beating up on the Royals, the Tigers, and the White Sox. But now they have to face those other teams in the NL Central, the Cubs. I mean, that entire division is pretty damn good. So you can't just rely on beating up on all your your shitty teams in your division, which I think the White Sox are going to be a damn good team this year. And if they start hot, they can make some real noise in the 60-game season. Is that your sleeper? I I mean, I don't know if that's a sleeper because I've heard a lot of people thinking that the White Sox can make some moves. I think another team is those Padres, so don't sleep on the Padres either. But the East, you got the Orioles, trash. You got the Marlins, trash. But then all the other teams are just kind of pretty good to decent teams. The West, kind of the same thing. You got the Giants, who are kind of trash. But then everybody else in the West is a pretty damn good team. I think the Diamondbacks are going to be pretty good. The Rangers might surprise some people as well. So there's not going to be a, a cakewalk in with the 60 games. But I'm also going to say that, you know, in my opinion, though, too, it is 60 games. Those tr- trash teams you're calling out could luck out. Exactly. I so don't think I, you can really consider anyone trash until the first maybe 10 games. With with 60 games, a playoff team could just be 35 wins. And if you just kind of luck your way through, you get a hot pitcher and a hot couple batters. You could luck your way into the wild card spot, and by that point, who exactly knows? I think, obviously, the good teams, most of the good teams, I think there might be a few teams that could slip up, and they're just not going to have enough time to to rebound. I mean, as I said, the Nationals. The Nationals wouldn't have even been nowhere close to the playoffs if they had the same start last year as they did as this year as if they would have had it last year. Well, uh, and I'm so, I'm stupid. I, I'll admit it. But I th- weren't some – what's the Astros' uh, punishment? Is that still going to be upheld? What is their punishment, Dominic? I th- I don't remember. Then why'd you bring it up? Because I'm asking you. Their punishment was draft picks and fines. That's it? Yeah, I know. Bullshit, right? Oh. I thought it was something else. Maybe we'll, we'll get some 
unwritten justice with some bean balls, but I, I'll take it. So back to the actual game itself, Universal DH, which obviously I think is good with a lot of these interleague games. All the National League teams, even the divisional games, are going to be Universal DH, which is going to help. And the extra inning rule, which is kind of a travel ball specialty, once you get into that 10th inning, you start off with the runner at second with whoever was the last out. Dominic, your thoughts on those two changes to the fundament fundamental rules of baseball? I like it. I, I, I really do. I especially love the extra inning rule because, you know, it kind of gives the games, you know, it's a little, to me, it adds a little more to the game that you can't just rely on, oh, okay, we got three bat we got three easy outs coming up. No, you got a guy on second. I, 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 I'm but I also, I think it's going to be pretty easy. You're going to already know what's going to happen. You're going to bunt the guy over to third, two outs to try to get him in, or you, you bunt him, maybe you try to hit him over or whatever. It depends on who's in the lineup, obviously. But, I, I mean, I'm, I've never been the biggest fan of them implementing this rule in the major leagues. I actually, if we're going to implement a rule like this, I think a fun one would be bases loaded, two outs, all or nothing. Either you get the hit and you can get in a run or two, or you get nothing, and then the other team is a try, gets a try. Okay. I mean, I think that would be fun. I would say – see, the only issue that I have with that is I feel like every – does it start off with, okay, so if if I was, it was up – It would be just like what this is. You get so the last So I was three. up next, you got out, so it's I'm up the bat, but you're on second. That's exactly what I just said. Yeah. So the I, person who made the last out is on second base. So then how would you put th three people on base? The last, the last three batters. Three, the last there three you go, Dominic. Now you're thinking. Atta boy. I hate that rule. Why? Because I, cause I thought of it? Even yeah. though I didn't think of it, I just stole it from somebody else. Yeah, but it's stupid. It's stupid. What's not stupid is we will start the season with a 30-man squad and it'll slowly dwindle to 28 after a few weeks and then back to 26 which was the original plan to begin with and there's also going to be a 60-man taxi squad which is kind of the new fun slogan for the people who will be on standby so a lot of minor leaguers there's also some talks of maybe holding a bubble free agent team down in nashville or someplace just to kind of have a nice pool of players that you know are healthy in the system and if you want you can go and sign them but Dominic, your thoughts on kind of the overall squad management? We're going to have this post, or we're going to have the summer training starting July 1st when the players will report. Don't exactly know what that means. Are we going to have games? Are we just going to have some drills and inner squad and stuff like that? But the uh, changes to the squads 30 men dwindling it down. Dwindling it down. I mean, I think it's fine. I mean, you know. I don't like the sixty man squad. I think that's a little bit too much. I mean, if I mean coming from, you know, if I was a Karen person, you know, that's you know, it's, you know, it's too many people. COVID. Why Speaking you, of COVID, why are you looking at me like we that? We had some COVID protocols, which has come out today. Pretty standard of what we've been seeing. All the players will be tested. They're going to be having symptom checks like twice a day and. There is going to be a designated COVID list. There will be the regular injured list, which is also getting some uh, – they're going to switch that up a little bit to where I think it's like you can be on the list, and as soon as you're cleared or whatever they deem that you're available to play, they can be taken off in those 60 days or whatever because obviously in six, with a 60-day season, you can't really be on the IL for 60 days. And 
with the COVID testing, you have to be test negative twice to be able to return, which is kind of something we're seeing in wrestling right now. Uh, just kind of your overall thoughts. Pretty standard COVID testing stuff. With the I MLB. mean, I think that's fine. I mean, I I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, a so lot of a I lot of news fine. coming out today. Not only with Major League Baseball, but a lot of players. We're getting some names that have tested positive. Charlie Blackman, kind of the big name that has come out in Major League Baseball. So just kind of maybe this might be an overarching question with a lot of these leagues is if someone tests positive, what exactly can you do? Because it's kind of hard to player track. And if someone tests positive and he interacted with a bunch of people, yes, you can take all the natural steps to track and see who they're been in contact with. But then it's like, do you, are you have to be overly cautious, which costs people games and teams wins? Or do you have to like, say okay you know they weren't directly involved they didn't touch them they didn't breathe on them so they're fine until they show symptoms then you're fucked well th- that's the thing is i'm sure they're gonna you know have the dugout you know six feet apart i'm sure they're gonna only know. people only people playing in the game can be in the dugout i think every non uh players and staff not involved in the game itself will have to be in the stands oh well but i mean but but exactly so i mean i'm sure you know if it comes out that a pitcher you know, what tested positive the ne- after a day after a game or something, I'm sure it's only going to, they're going to quarantine them or they're going to do something. They're going to test everyone. They're going to do the job, do their job. But I mean, it's, you know, when, when, when you're batting, you're what, so it's going to be what you're going to have. Someone's at bat, no on base. So you have eight players plus what, at least the manager. So nine people in the dugout. Well, you would still have the actual players who are playing. Like, there's play. I I would I would assume it's the players who aren't active or something. I don't know. It's just it does sound confusing. I, I don't think you're gonna have like the other thirteen, fourteen players in the in the stands. I think you're gonna have everyone available. Yes, you're gonna have the bullpen, so the bullpen would be separated. Well, yeah, and th- but that's the thing, though. Just, I'm just thinking if it comes out that okay, hey, this guy actually tested positive, but. You know, he stayed in his, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they designated spots like this is your spot. This is your spot. Do not fucking switch spots. You sit there. You Everybody has you tape. They have tape little designated areas in the dugout. Yeah. I mean, I would I, I wouldn't be surprised. So then you so, if you know, you're not just walking around sitting wherever you want, because if I sit where you sat and you because you're going up the bat and I just sit down. Yeah, I could get it. But if you're if I'm in my designated spot, what are the chances of you catching it? A little less than if there are no designated spots, right? And then the last thing, one something that I'm very interested to see how they actually implement this is a strict no spitting policy, which is very integral to the world of pro baseball. Yes, it is very disgusting, but it's something that happens all the time. Do they mean in general? Every, everything. No spitting with tobacco, no spitting without tobacco, no licking S- your sunflower fingers, seeds, no sunflower seeds. I think bubble yum. Gum is allowed. Oh, okay. Gum is allowed, but no sunflower seeds, tobacco, spitting in general, no licking of the fingers onto the ball, which I know is going to be really difficult for a lot of players or a lot of pitchers to not do. Can we so wipe the sweat with the ball? Wait, why would you wipe the sweat with the ball? I think you're going to ma- – maybe they'll be a little looser on the pine tar and, like, some grippy substances. I doubt it. I, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. But that, that, that one's going to be fun to see just because I know players are going to just be doing it without even thinking. And then if they do it, what are you going to do? A warning, and then if they do it again, then they get ejected? Mm, Which is kind of trash. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get a fine, though. You know, 
probably a warning and then a fine. On the, spitting on the field is should different be. than spitting the dugout. So I think if you spit on the field, you should be fine. Well, no, because what if I'm like, well, no, I guess if they hit what, the ball. What, are you going to be licking your cleats? Well, no, but if you I, – I was thinking in my head, like, oh, no, what are the chances of the them hitting the ball or throwing the ball and it goes into your spit, but they change the balls out, like, so fucking often, so not that big of a deal. Who knows? Oh, very last thing. The Toronto Blue Jays, the lone Canadian team in Major League Baseball. This won't be an issue, I believe, in the NHL because it's going to be a central hub. But there is the difficulty with the lockdown on the Canadian-U.S. border. So it's up in the air of exactly what the Blue Jays are going to be doing. They have a local affiliate in Buffalo. So that's going to be kind of their designated plan if they can't get the players into Toronto. So, Dominic, your thoughts on what exactly is going to go on? Because not only do you have to worry about getting the teams to the certain spot, but if they have to go to the Buffalo, that's a minor league facility. It's not up to capacity of what a major league facility is going to be using in terms of holding all these players which is difficult i'm sure they'll figure it out and get them in and out of canada i'm sure of it and on a different note you know we have to be local here we got to do the the a's since they're in the shitty oakland alameda county coliseum which we all know and love to hate they will be their new uh facility not facility but their new locker room they're going to be using the raiders locker room just so it's more spaced out i know we've been into the a's locker room it's kind of a little squished a little squished together squished. which might be the case for it's some schmeek Schmeek, though. Schmeek. Some of the older stadiums, but even some of the older stadiums. Mostly, I mean, let's be honest, pretty much every stadium is better than the Coliseum. Besides St. Pete. It's probably the only one that's kind of on par with the Coliseum, how trash it is. I mean, I let, let, let's be real here. But the Rays still beat the A's in the playoffs, so what the fuck does that even matter? Exactly. Now, let's move on to some more Rona news. The NBA. We have a few breakouts in the NBA, and one player... That has come out and said that he does not want to play or is not going to be playing this season is Avery Bradley. I believe it's because he doesn't want to miss time with his son. And there's also a lot of other players that are coming out that are kind of going back and forth on if they want to play or not. They're a little skeptical. So I'm kind of your thoughts on a lot of these players kind of saying, hey, you know, this bubble situation. I don't really know if I want to be doing this. And now Avery Bradley outright coming out saying he's not going to play. Fucking you terminate his contract and you say have a great rest of your day i i think the nba how they were able to get their shit together so quickly everybody was on board i feel like you know it's part of your job man wear a mask wear gloves do your job but i think it's more he wants to spend time with his kid and not have to be away he's been what he's been doing this whole time what has he been doing Spending time with his family? Okay. Fucking go back and make your money, man. Damn. Make your money, boo-boo. Now, the meme going around is that J.R. Smith is going to be joining the Lakers, and he oh, will God. redeem himself for the clusterfuck that was that game one mishap in the finals. He's going to join the Lakers, and J.R. Smith will lead the Lakers to victory. No. Not going to happen? Not going to happen. J.R. Smith won't. Pretty sure LeBron's never going to allow, allow him to join the Lakers. I know they're friends still. They're buddies. But I'm pretty sure they're. he's going to remember. He's going to have, you know, nightmares about that. Uh, you know, they're going to resurface. Maybe J.R. Smith will join the Angels because I've heard he can throw a mean bowl of soup. That's funny. Thank you. I appreciate it. Vince Carter. He is no longer playing. He is on 
the Atlanta Hawks, who was one of those eight teams who did not make it to the bubble scenario. Vince Carter officially has announced his retirement. He made his last shot, which I th- he said that made it a lot easier to walk away from the sport. Vince Sanity, legendary player, Hall of Fame pa- player by far. Maybe didn't have the postseason success that he maybe could have or should have. But, Dominic, your thoughts on the life and career legacy of Vince Carter? Well, not life because he's not dead yet. Well, it's a question for you before I, I answer, but would you consider Vince Carter one of the, if not the best dunker of all time? I think he's probably one of the greatest dunkers of all time. I think you got to put Dr. J in there. you got to put maybe True. Michael Jordan in there. I think Vince True. Carter, one of the best in-game dunkers of all time. I mean, the dunk he had in the Olympics is absolutely insane. Oh, It, it kind of sucks that that footage isn't really readily available because the Olympics is a bunch of hard asses and kind of protects everything. But the, the man damn near... He he jumped over a, a seven footer. He jumped over. Him. He jumped over a seven footer, put his nuts all up in his face, and dunked him in the Olympics. Amazing. As the studio audience just went la 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 la. Did you see that? Yes. Amazing. The dunk. Yes. Yes. Not the not the visual of the studio audience. Going la 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 la. Little little little. That's one I make her laugh. Um, going back to Vince Carter. Um, <laughs> I. You know, there's actually I didn't know if you know you know there's he was on the Warriors for like like ten seconds, right? Wasn't he like drafted by the Warriors? No, I think he. Was, have to make I, look I'm pretty sure he was involved in a trade that sent him to the Warriors, but then the Warriors traded him for something else. I can't remember, but it comes back to and this was during, I think this is like the early 2000s or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, Vince Carter, in my opinion, one of the you know. One like I would agree with you. One of the greatest in dunk in game dunkers of all time. He was selected by the fifth. He was selected with the fir- fifth overall pick in the nineteen ninety eight NBA draft by the Golden State Warriors, oh, who okay. traded him to the Toronto Raptors. So the Warriors could have had Vince Carter for the early part of his career. Damn shame. It is a damn shame. I forget what it is. I think it is a Vince Carter documentary, but it. I think it is a Vince Carter documentary. It's on Netflix. It talks about Vince Carter and the early days in Toronto. Fantastic stuff. Recommend it. I might have to watch that, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, truly, truly humble. He, I'm not going to say he paved a way, but he definitely, you know, helped the game out in so many different ways. That 2000s dunk contest in Oracle, or at least in Oakland. I don't know. It wasn't called Oracle at the time. But one of the best dunk contests of all time. Kind of. The Jason Richardson dunk contest a few years later kind of gets overlooked because that's kind of the Vince Carter era. But the dunk, put the arm through the through the hoop, it's over. All that other good, fun stuff. Vince Carter played for 22 seasons. I mean, he, he changed his game later on in his career, became more of a, a shooter. Fantastic. Hall of Famer. Great career. I would say 100% agree with you. And now finally in the world of sports, we got the NFL and some more Rona news. Yes, the coronavirus is still a thing, people. Rona. So, so wash your hands, wear a mask. I don't wash care how uncomfortable it is. Be safe out there. The NFL has canceled the Hall of Fame game, and now it's up in the air of what's going to happen with training camp and what they will do with the preseason. The NFL, I think, out of all of these sports, is kind of the one most in jeopardy just because of how physical and how close and the amount of people that have to be wrangled and controlled. Overall, so, Dominic, kind of the first step of the Rona, well, there's been a lot of things affected the NFL by the Rona, but they're actually canceling games now. So, kind of the first step 
of something possibly happening with the NFL season. Isn't this kind of exactly how the MLB season started? They were like, oh, we're fine. Okay, maybe the first week, first couple weeks, first month, few months. Okay, we're out indefinitely. Isn't that exactly how it started, though? Was, okay, we're going to cancel the first few games. Wasn't that? I know this is the Hall of Fame game. It's not the, you know, game first game of the season, but I'm saying, you know, they slowly started canceling stuff before they ended up so-called canceling the season. Well, that was just kind of the sports world in general. First, it was, okay, we're not going to be fans. Okay, we're not going to have this. Then we're not going to have this. Oh, shit, someone tested positive, so now we just got to shut it all down. And that's what's going to end up happening. But the Hall of Fame game is kind of out of the way. It's preseason. It's kind of an important preseason game because it's the first one, so everyone kind of watches it. And then by the time it's like halfway through the first quarter, we're like, oh, this is trash, and why are we watching this? I mean, we watch it because it's football. So your thoughts overall on what do you think the NFL preseason is going to look like, if there even is a preseason? How many games? It's going to be like one or two games at most, and it's going to be I, – I, I think the NFL is probably going to take the same – steps or at least somewhat of the same steps as, as the MLB in my opinion I don't think they're going to be doing the same schedule I think they're going to redo the whole schedule I don't think you want teams traveling as much as you have 17 games so do you cut it down are you still going to do the 17 games are you going to do it like the MLB where you're just playing west coast east coast that's north south I teams? would I would probably say that's what they would do I mean why not because it's the NFL and they got to make their money. Yeah, but you, I think you're going to piss off more people trying to make your money than keeping your place, players and family safe. But it's the NFL. NFL rules all. Fuck the NFL. I said it. Fuck them. Moving on. We're going to have a player strike. We're, we're I, I guarantee you in the next two years, you're going to have the NFL, the NBA, and the MLB on a player strike. Guaranteed. MLB strike is looking pretty likely. NBA seems like they're they're good. They got good M player representation. NFL, I think the NFL is kind of the hardest to lock in because it is so big and you got those low-level players that are just going to scab and do whatever they can do to get a paycheck. But out of all of them, obviously, and MLB is first. Then probably NBA, and I think NFL is probably least likely, to be honest even though they are kind of getting the shit end of the deal the most out of all of the players. Guaranteed. You heard it here first, folks. Now, in between our sports and wrestling talk, of course, we got to bridge it between with Mr. X's questions of the week. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. So Basi- are you going to pick up your phone and read it? Or? I memorized this shit, oh, bro. You remember- bro. I'm fucking cracked, y'all. You've been playing too many video games. Pretty much. Um, basically, the first thing, uh, which I kind of I I'll let you answer it because you know these are questions for you, okay? So yeah. you can just fuck off, pretty much. Okay. Um, I mean, I feel like I read the question and you give your answer, and then I either say yes, no, maybe so. But anyways, the first part it's not really more of a question; it's just you know, I guess it is a question. Are we happy to have sixty games in the MLB season, or are we just happy to have baseball back in general? I feel like it's just in general we're happy. Granted, we want our teams to succeed and be, you know, go into the playoffs and win the ch- win the championship. But, you know, if the A's shit the bed, let's say the A's go oh, zero and sixty, you still excited baseball's back? I am definitely excited that baseball is back. As I said in the opening, just just let me enjoy this for now. The idea, the thought of baseball coming back, 
And then by the time July, my birthday comes around July 18th, which will be the week before baseball season starts when maybe all of this just goes to hell because the players can't agree on whatever someone tests positive and the, an entire team has to get quarantined. Then that's when I'll be like, okay, let's be honest. Th this was never going to work to begin with. So this is just me having blind optimism about this. And just kind of in general, the whole COVID situation has kind of been on the back burner because of all the social issues and unrest that's been going on in our country. And now it feels as though that Corona is back in the forefront for all the wrong reasons. Because Rona's back, y'all. The, the Rona is back and better than ever. <laughs> it's making a, a hot comeback. And... I mean, we. I think Mr. X asked us this a few weeks ago, and I said, you know, I, I think I'll I'll stamp it at 62 games, just cut off 100, and we're at 60. So it's kind of like what I thought. I, I'm, but I also said that I thought zero was the most likely chance. But here we are, 60 games. The players aren't happy. We'll take it. They're they're gonna play. They're probably gonna sue the hell of the owners. Maybe the owners are gonna have to pay some money to the players, which I'm all fine and dandy with. So I'm excited. Obviously, this will have an, an asterisk on it. But if the A's win the World Series, I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. Good answer. The second one is a little, uh, a little more. I'm not going to say the answer will be probably sensitive. So uh, at this point, I think it might be easier to make a list of wrestlers that we can trust instead of all the assholes being outed because it seems to be a lot shorter of a list. Brandon? So, yeah, we're going to move on into the speaking out movement. That has continued to be going on last week was kind of the first few days of everything going on. So we're just kind of absorbing it, absorbing it. And now we've had a week about to kind of take it all in and kind of look around and see exactly where we are. I don't know if you want to take this kind of name by name or if you just kind of want to. I mean, I mean, kind of. So I think we'll just kind of start from the top and kind of work our way down. I mean, we talked about David Starr last week. I mean, there's much more evidence coming out. There's even a video uh, of him talking about asking his girlfriend or whatever to bring girls for his friends, and it was just utterly disgusting. And if that guy just fucks off and never returns to wrestling, I'm perfectly fine with that. Which sucks is because on the outside, looking at never really knew him all that well. I didn't really watch a lot of his stuff, but he was the guy who was kind of at the forefront of wanting to organize pro wrestling and unionize the indie scene, which I was all for because just like the baseball players, the indie wrestlers are kind of getting fucked. And now that he's he can go fuck off for all I care. <laughs> and then the other one, the other big name that I think is kind of the worst is Joey Ryan, which is someone who I've met. I enjoyed a lot of his work. And he, is it tainted now? I mean, of course it's tainted. And one thing is that this, I think the Joey Ryan one kind of not hurt me the most, but it kind of like what it, I was like, damn, I, I probably should have saw that coming because he's the famous dick flip wrestler. And then he kind of turns that into his whole gimmick. Maybe he has some fans touching his dick for, for photo ops, and then he turns it into having intergender matches, and he kind of uses it. He can maybe use his dick. Come on, Dominic. Let's, let's be serious for a moment <laughs> Sorry. here. Yeah. <laughs> you set me up. I had he he kind of, you know, he, he uses this to to be an animal, and he, like, you know, uses the uses his gimmick to be able to feel up on women, do the boob plex and the, the vagina plex and all that other well, I mean, other uh, shit. So I, I saw it, the it kind of has a damper on all that stuff that I was saw the viewed thing, as progressive. I saw the thing Shelly Martinez posted where uh, she was doing a mixed match with her with him and Candice, and she told him, "No, I'm not. You're not doing the dick. I'm not doing the dick flip on, and I'm not letting you touch my breasts." She said, "No, I'm not." So I mean, it's kind of, you know, but that's I mean. I'm not saying that's easy for her to say, but she is someone who is a lot higher up there. And there, there are women out there who, if 
maybe, who would have taken it who, in who, a heartbeat. Who's just going to take it just so maybe they get a little bit of clout and they can get that video up and they can make a name for themselves, even though deep yeah. down they don't want to do it, but they feel pressured because that's his gimmick and that's what's going to get him and get her over. I mean, I, I t- talking about the, the move in general first, I'm, I'm not trying to, to – uh, which also kind of sucks is because it's kind of like a, a meme and like everybody knows about it. But then I feel like it's going to continue to be a meme, but people aren't going to realize who that guy is and what exactly they has gone down They think it's just going to be, haha, it's funny, this guy, whatever, when, you know, it's actually something serious. Exactly. But, I mean, not I'm not trying to stick up for him. I just want to talk about the move in general. Um, you know, if I was a promoter, why would I want someone, you know – why would they even allow that gimmick to to exist being that you know he because has dick over. strength and because it's over it's it over yeah but my thing is you know so does that mean the people that cheered for it should be you know maybe categorized into that into that uh dominic what should i be characterized as she, you should be characterized as an ass as an asshole okay. definitely I mean, i'll take that i'll take that most definitely i mean i think i was characterized that before the dick flip but I mean that's now just stamped on your forehead, asshole. All right, but um, but I'm I, but I'm saying those the same people that were cheering and going crazy and touching his dick at photo ops and everything doesn't that kind of, you know, you the peep the fans made that over, so shouldn't the fans be kind of a little? I'm not saying hold, you can't I'm you can't hold the fans responsible. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, you know, just because the fans are make it over, the owner or him should have known better. Right? Yeah, but I mean, even Candace kind of co- came out and said, like, oh, it, it, in, in front of her, she never really saw this, but obviously behind closed doors, he was a much different person. So with the promoters, and maybe there are, I mean, obviously there's scumbag promoters out there who, who might, uh, we're not going to get into all that, but yeah, y- yeah. Y- you bring in Joey Ryan, he's a big name, one of the biggest names on the indie scene. He does a dick flip. If you have a popular men, woman, wrestler, tag team, or duo, whatever, you put them together. It's it's a logical sense. If you have Joey and Candace, you have a woman and a, and a man that can tag together, you put them together, it'll draw some money. I think they're really thinking too much behind the actual, which is kind of how I felt. It's like I wasn't thinking too much behind how these people feel taking the move. I was just taking it for, like, face value and entertainment purposes. Okay, and I, I can understand that, but I'm just saying – you know if you're if you're in the position of damn i can i can make a name for myself by having the match with candace and joey but i gotta grab a guy's dick and And then he has to touch my and then he gets to touch my titties after it's like like i'm not and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to talk down to the female wrestlers who've done it but it's like you know if you had an issue with it why couldn't you know couldn't you have come up with another solution or maybe you could, you know, you know, voice your opinion, you know, Brandon. And I, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it. I, I don't want to. That's s- easy to, that's easy something. when you're Shelly Martinez and kind of a big name. But if you're some no name in the middle of Montana or something who nobody knows about, I mean, yeah, you could say it, but then he's just going to be like, Oh, come on. It's my gimmick. It's not that, it's not that bad. Come on. Not that big. Dominic, I thought we couldn't do this whole thing without making a joke. No, I'm trying to be funny. And you failed miserably. So moving on. Okay. Uh, Marty Skrull, that's kind of the new big one that has come out. Oh, I didn't out. hear about him. What happened? Jesus Christ, Dominic. 
I didn't. I, I didn't you know. I didn't know. What happened? So basically, this is one of those ones that might be a little fuzzy and a little hard to really determine what happened. Now, this one, basically, over in the UK, which is kind of where a lot of these things are taking place, is there's a lot of women or girls that are 16, 17 in the business around these wrestlers, and then these wrestlers will have sex with them. Big dog dreaming. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so basically, the, the the TLDR version of it is Marty Skrull was at this after party. He might have been drinking a little bit, and he had sex with a 16, 17, maybe 15-year-old girl. And when it comes to the UK, legally speaking, he's allowed to have sex with a 16-year-old because you can have sex at 16, but technically you're still the child until you're 18. It's a whole kerfuffle thing, but... You know, it, it's not really the legal things. It's more the morality that matters to the situation. So Marty comes out. He says that what he, he thought it was consensual. The girl says, on the other hand, that she felt pressured and everything like that. And then he comes out with a second statement and kind of doubles down on the, you know, he thought it was consensual and maybe he wasn't in the right frame of mind and all this other shit. ROH didn't really say anything. They've come out in the last day or two and said that they're launching an investigation, but there's, they still haven't made an actual uh, judgment in a, saying he suspended or whatever so th this one it's kind of similar i think to the matt riddle situation to where there i feel as though it's not outright abuse or rape per se but i think there's kind of a middle ground where it's just kind of hard to really determine i mean obviously marty Skrull shouldn't have been having sex with a 16 year old 17 year old girl i mean that's kind of obvious to me yeah but then but. it's like it's kind of hard to really i mean we, we we don't know i mean there's obviously there are people at that at that bar and at that facility that could speak on a lot more in the matt riddle situation it's really a he said she said situation where well the matt riddle situation i think even got a little more uh you know i, I think someone threw a curveball at that situation, I don't know if you read anything about that. I did not read anything about this. Dominic. Basically, you tell me. there's even more DMs coming out that kind of contradicts Matt's situation. Um, there's stuff about you know, I can't remember exactly every every word from that from the text from the DMs, but uh, basically it was like, oh, thank you for being uh, quiet. It, it, you know, because I'm married and you want me to pick you up, blah blah blah. So like, it, there's DMs you know, contradicting his whole thing about how the girl was stalking him and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I well, the timeline was already that it was 2018 and he's already, he has kids that are older than that and he's been married. So are, are you saying that he knew that it, this is like a cover up of him cheating or of it like a cover up of him doing something wrong with the, the girlfriend or the lover? I think it's the lover. I don't know. I, it just, I know, what 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 what's the wife's name? Leanne or Lisa or something like that? Or Mrs. Riddle. Mrs. Riddle. Mrs. Riddle. Uh, she actually reached out to the person and said, "Send me, send me the DMs or something like that." So like I don't know if it's him cheating or if it's his if or if it's like the you know scandal part. Anyways, I I just don't think the Matt Riddle has really carried himself quite well. I mean, he just keeps posting shit on Twitter. Like he was posting stuff the day of his debut, and he I, he's just trolling, and it's like. I almost said bro. 
even though I just said it, can't say that. Like, anymore. don't like, come on, like, don't take th- take this shit seriously and just stay quiet. Like, do, do you really have to be posting photos of your wife, of your kids, and be like, "Oh, I'm having such a great time," even though everyone's talking about him sexually yeah. abusing somebody? Yeah. Um. Unless he's a hundred percent clean, I mean, if if. If someone accused you and you literally did not have anything, you did not do a wrong thing. Are but then you I'm gonna not going to go quiet? out there and post, you know, my wife or whatever. And just be like, oh, look, we're having such a great time right now. I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you would you would still be posting, but just normal shit. Not or just how about this? How about here's a crazy question, a crazy thought. OK, just don't post anything at all. OK, but here's the thing, though. If I, if we, if I did nothing wrong, I'm going to still live my life. It's optics. If you're in hot Semantics. water, if you're in hot water right now, and even if you, you are, go to cooler water. But yeah, if you, if you're trying to cool down the water, you're not gonna throw in more hot water by posting something. Just, just let it go, and let the cool. You gotta simmer down now. Yeah, let the cool air just deboil it or de-steam it, whatever. Deboil it. I like there it. There you go. And this is why Dominic is in the cook-off and not me. Yes, correct. And then finally, Sammy Guevara, Ooh. he has been suspended without pay for the foreseeable future. He's going to be sent to sensitivity training. He came out in 2016 on a podcast because he had a WWE tryout, and he talked about – he said that he thought Sasha Banks was so attractive he wanted to rape her. And this came to light, and he had a talk with Sasha Banks, and now he's gone. I think this one obviously is kind of the least – out of the situations we've talked about, we haven't seen any allegations of any physical abuse. But it was just something stupid to say, yes, he was a young kid, 22. You shouldn't be saying shit like that. I think Sammy should be fine. I think he will come back. I think maybe I shouldn't say this is going to blow over, but I think once he does the sensitivity training, if there is no other stories, if there isn't anything that he's done, I think he'll be fine. He'll well, be I mean, he... He came out immediately and was like, I was stupid. I was young. I apologize. He did talk with Sasha. I think them talking and, um, you know, being able to, for her to come out and said, hey, you know, what he did was wrong, but he's actually, you know, manned up and, you know, apologized. And we talked about it and all that kind of stuff. I think it will blow over. Granted, there's a lot bigger issues going on right now than him, than him saying something stupid. There's, there, there's a difference between saying something stupid and actually acting on those actions. So, as, but you are correct. As long as there's nothing else that pops up, like him sexually assaulting someone or him, you know, saying anything else, I think he'll be fine. Um, I think he has such potential. Um, let me ask you the question. Does this hurt his chances if, if uh, at all, um, getting moved up to WWE at all in the future? Well, why would he move up to WWE if he's with AEW? Uh, I mean, let's be honest here. It's WWE. But he's kind of got a good gig going with AEW. I know. Maybe but maybe he'll cut back on the sex god stuff. Maybe that should be something he kind of toned down a little bit right now. But but do you, though? Is I mean, that's his gimmick. It is his gimmick. Maybe, maybe, and I it's mean, over, right? I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you say it's over. It's kind of hard to be over when there's nobody there. Okay. And kind of just a quick overview, we're seeing a lot of fallout. We see bar wrestling closing, which is what Joey Ryan ran. We see Chikara closing. Mike Quackenbush, he's been Wait, accused. Wait, what? 
Mike Quackenbush, what's his name? No. Is that really his name? Yeah. That's fucking amazing. I never heard his name before. That's amazing. Mike Quackenbush? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Come on, Dominic. Can you, can you be serious for like five minutes? No. And this is why we shouldn't have talked about this issue. What? Dave Lagana stepping down from NWA. And we got some other WWE firings. Travis Bank, Lagaro. They're gone. So we're definitely seeing a lot of fallout, some shakeups in the world of wrestling right now. What? One thing I think I said last week, and then I and I applauded AEW for it was like for like Havoc and Guevara. They didn't fire them; they suspended until in the investigation is completed. I I do believe that is better than WWE automatically firing them. Granted, I think the evidence on the uh, Banks and what, what was the other guy? Lagarno. El Lagaro. El Lagaro. Um, L. L. Lagaro. Lagaro. He said Lagaro. Um, I think their evidence is a lot more, you know, upfront and, you know, hundred percent, but, uh, you know, like, didn't they fire Enzo for the the girl and they found out it was, yeah, but Enzo had some other stuff going I on. I know he did. He had a lot of heat backstage, but I mean, it's kind of like, you know, they fired him instantly before the full investigation and clearing his name. So like, it's kind of like, I do applaud AEW for not automatically assuming the worst and then, but, oh fuck, they were. They were fine. Okay, let's bring him back. So, I said Samuel come back. Jimmy Havoc, I'm not so sure about. I think his stuff is uh, there's a lot more evidence pointing his way. I thought it was just him being a dick and punching people. Yeah, but there's also been stuff coming out about him being very kind of abusive or let's just say he wasn't a very good partner. Okay, did not know. Time to get a read up on these situations here. I know you're a working man. You got shit to do. And when you get home, you're tired. And then as soon as you come home, you have to play Fortnite with us. So you can't really go on the internet and do any research. But listen to podcasts. I don't have time. On your half-hour drive from work and home. That's enough for like one. Hey, if you just listen to an all-in-one podcast, there you go. Stop it. You stop it. Get some help. You get help. Someone who needs help is Renee Young. Unfortunately... Adam Pierce and my girl Kayla Braxton, they have all come out. Well, and Kayla had it twice. Kayla has had it twice, and they have come out and said that they have tested positive for COVID-19. There's rumors and speculation that possibly some other wrestlers and WWE, uh, whatever, employees have tested positive for the Rona. Obviously, this is going to affect protocol and testing going forward, and some wrestlers have said that, oh, they kind of scaled back on the – uh, protocol and obviously they had family and friends in the building that has now been taken away they're going to be definitely taking this more seriously which they should have been taking it seriously from the beginning because when states are starting to open up i think that's when ww should have clamped down even more and said like look we're, we're still continuing to test you guys and take this shit super seriously even though if nobody else is because now all these wrestlers are being exposed more now I, I mean it was kind of frustrating because i have seen wrestlers on instagram and social media just kind of posting stuff of going to the bar or hanging out at the beach and it's like you guys are around people all the time, and if you catch some one thing, it's gonna, it could possibly shut down your entire company. Well, like, so we we just mentioned it. Kayla had it twice, and she was even saying stuff like, uh, "Wash your hands, wear your mask, all that." Like, you know, they say once you get it once, you're fine. No, you're not. But one thing I want to point out too is there's a lot of false positives. I mean, 
the what happened at my store, the roommate po- tested positive once and then tested t- two more times and she was negative. So my thing is, how many of these WWE tests are actual 100% positives? Okay, but if someone tests positive, you don't just assume it's a false positive. You have to assume no. it's a positive positive. Yeah, I know, I know, but you know, are are they gonna are one are they gonna have their follow ups to make sure this is a hundred percent for them to come back? Case? Well, at least for Moxley, who obviously is married to Renee Young, so he has to quarantine. That's why he wasn't at Dynamite. They have to test negative twice in order to come back, which is as we said, what the protocol for MLB is. Once you test positive once, you have to test po- negative twice within two weeks your two-week quarantine just to be able to come back so that means you know if a wrestler catches that's two at least two or more weeks you're off tv exactly but with the testing and with the schedules they're taping two shows a day so technically you'll miss two shows but you'll only have to miss like a day of work Ah, that's not bad i guess maybe two days if you you do another set of two tapings the next week charlotte you know would miss so much because she's everywhere, man. She's been everywhere, man? No, not on every man. Just That's not what I said. Oh. I was doing like the commercial. Oh, okay. Like Was it like a Motel 6 commercial? Something like that. I'm hungry. Hurry up. Wow, Dominic is hungry. Tostada time, eh? Shut the fuck up. Now, The Undertaker. He had a five-part documentary series, The Last Ride, which both me and Dominic definitely did watch. But the news, big news, is that that Boneyard match was his last match, and The Undertaker is content, and he is walking away, and he is done. Dominic, do you believe him? Uh, well, Studio audience does not believe him. I don't believe him either, but I don't think he's going to wrestle ever again, but I think he'll still do you know, his appearances and his you know, stuff like that. I think it's easy to walk away and say you're done when there's no Saudi money, no WrestleMania money guaranteed coming in, no crowds. I feel like if you give him six months, a year, a year and a half, once crowds and stuff maybe starts getting back into focus because Dr. Fauci said that possibly we'll have a vaccine by the end, by the end of the year, which, fingers crossed, maybe it'll happen, maybe not. But I, I think I think if we're going to put percentage on it, I think it's 55% that Undertaker will have another match. I mean, what if he does have another match, in my opinion, it would need to be another Boneyard-esque type of match. I don't think I want to see him at a live but WrestleMania. If, but I think if he comes back, he's going to want to come back for that crowd and do the the last ride and wave to the crowd and you know basically do what he did at WrestleMania, but for real this time. I mean, and I don't... I mean, you, you why couldn't you have that WrestleMania match and then come out on Raw and hang up the hat on a you know the Raw after Mania? That crowd is hot, red hot, amazing, loud, everything. Which hopefully we'll be there for. Maybe. Um, but why couldn't you do it that way? You have him win at WrestleMania, right off into the sunset, he comes out on a Raw and does his thank you, goodbye. Bang. Gimmick infringement. Sorry. Even though I'm gimmick infringing somebody else. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. The other, your other podcast, Gimmick Infringes, about half their shit, so. That's okay. But uh, who knows what The Undertaker is going to be doing. We're going to have to wait and see. Finally, with the news, even though we're already an hour into, we're almost an hour into the podcast, haven't even gone over recaps yet, Dominic. So exciting! Stop monologuing. We're going back and forth. It's a a duologue. I know it's horrible. It's bad when I. It's have almost to like we're a real speak. podcast and like we're talking and having discussion. You don't know how, but I want to 
flick on and off this remote just to piss you off. It wouldn't piss me off. It would piss off our millions and millions. <laughs> Shout out Pat McAfee. Once again, gimmick infringing. Oh, God, that was horrible. But it's funny. I liked it. You made me laugh. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, you're not such an asshole anymore. You're just, a, you're just an ass. No, now I'm a dick. I'm an asshole. I just kind of switched around. <laughs> Went to the front. Tessa Blanchard, we got some TNA news or Impact news. FTB. Tessa Blanchard was the men's Impact World Champion, but no more. She was not at the television tapings for the past few months. She allegedly was supposed to send in some promos. videos, some promos that she was supposed to record. Didn't do any of those. She had a Slammiversary match set in place for my birthday, July 18th. That is not happening. Michael Elgin was also supposed to be in the match, and he has been suspended. And who knows what's going to go on with him. But Tessa Blanchard refused to drop the title and all that other stuff. Apparently her contract is coming up and it's just this big old clusterfuck and now Tessa Blanchard is gone. Terminated from Impact. She is a free agent. When she first won the title, they had the whatever you want to call it, the drama, the allegations for being a bully, being a racist, calling a wrestler the N-word. And now there's been a long-standing you know, rumor and people kind of knowing that she's not maybe the best person to work with in the world and now she's a free agent. But God damn it, she's a damn good wrestler and one of the best, if not the best, woman's wrestler in the world. With this being said, where does Tessa go? Does she, does she join Daddy on AEW? They would, you know how badly they need a woman like her? But with also that being said, Tessa, I mean... Can can I can I speak uh, speak uh, Frank here? Can I be Frank? Sure, Frank. She's a fucking bitch. Okay, you really think AEW would want someone to come into their company who has the allegations, who has the reputation of being mean and a bully, and everything? And that's kind of the reason she's not in WWE. So exactly. So do you think AEW will allow that and be like, you know what, just be nice, you'll be fine, or do they say, hey, we got to set an example, we can't have you? That's the thing is how much of her talent outweighs the baggage that she has, and I, mean, I don't think there's a this day and age is not enough talent in the world to to be to overlook scum. Okay, Dominic, just going straight forward, calling her scum. Tessa, meet me outside. How about or catch me outside? How about that? There we go. I said it right. I, I think her best spot would be. I, I don't know if it would be like if she is in AEW. It's kind of more the same with Impact. But if she goes to WWE, maybe she's more, you know, button up and kind of more on her toes and doesn't want to fuck this up. I think that's kind of the, the thing that I'm wondering. It's like if she's in AEW, does she just kind of take it like she's not going to change her ways? But if she goes to WWE, is that going to be the one thing that will make her change and be a better person and well, not have all this bullshit? Well, I also – you okay, if she was to go to WWE, you know for a fact – there are going to be certain people in that company that will be like, you need to come out and formally apologize. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. You need to formally apologize. You know that's going to happen. Just put her in a match with uh, Nia Jax, and Nia Jax will give her a nice potato. Okay, I'm fine with that. An accidentally on purpose potato. She did it accident on purpose. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I think p being WWE and how they are, they will offer her a contract just so that she won't go to AEW. You know that's going to happen too. 
or possibly she, she I think she lives in Mexico right now or she, she retires she, she could retire she could go to Mexico and wrestle down there I think that's a, a possibility if she doesn't get any American mainstream contracts we're gonna have to kind of wait and see I think AEW is the maybe not the best fit but I think AEW is definitely in need of a woman it's not yeah it's not the best fit but they are in dire need of a head female wrestler that's not Britt Breaker. And, and is she your top heel, top babyface? You'd probably have her as, as your top heel. I'm sure they would probably, it would have to probably be kind of Stone Cold-esque where she's a heel, but yet people love her. Okay, okay. Now let's actually get into the wrestling portion of the wrestling Do we have top. to? I mean, we're, we can, we're talking about Raw. We can just kind of fast forward through okay, pretty quickly. Fine. So we get a new challenger for Drew McIntyre's Universal Championship. Or no, WWE Championship. I get Which it. one is it? I think it's the WWE Championship. You are right. Good job. Good job. I watched the product. But we have a, a Ghost of Christmas Past. Dolph Ziggler comes out and apparently was part of that trade with AJ Styles. A two-for-one. Dolph Ziggler and it, Robert Roode. I'm, I'm sorry. Who in the hell thinks that Dolph and Bobby equal AJ Styles? I'm just saying. This was a Pirates deal. If I've ever seen one. Yes. But anyways, Ziggler will challenge Drew McIntyre for that WWE Championship at Extreme Rules. Why is he challenging it? Who really knows? Maybe this was supposed to be Jinder Mahal's spot since Jinder is injured. He is getting replaced by Ziggler. I thought Bobby was going to face him off one more time and maybe McIntyre can win this one a little more decisively. But it looks as though we're going to get a one-off feud between Ziggler and McIntyre. And let's just get this over with because... I'm tired of seeing Ziggler in this position. And that's fine with me. If it's one time and it's over, that's fine. I don't need this to go on for six months. Something that will be going on for six months is Edge on the comeback trail. He cuts a promo sitting down in the corner of a ring, dark and dingy. He talks about how now it's the rated R superstar is going to be coming out. He's going to be haunting Randy Orton. Good promo from Edge. Very similar to a lot of the other stuff he's been doing. He's done a lot of those kind of backstage promos where it's just him and he's Continuing on, it looks like with this his feud with Randy Orton. How do you feel about that? Because I don't know. I can maybe take one more match, but I don't. I don't even want to see one more match of theirs. I don't know if you, but it's the logical thing to do. Edge got injured during a Randy Orton match. If he's going to cut a promo, he's going to have to acknowledge that, and he's going to say that I was injured, and when I come back, I'm coming for that ass. Uh, I guess you just talked me into one more match, but that better be it. I don't need to see four, five, and six. I just want to best of seven greatest wrestling matches ever. And I'll, I'm not going to talk about it. Nia Jax throws a temper tantrum about her not winning the Raw Women's Championship. Your girl Charlotte Flair comes out. They get into a little bit of a scuffle. Uh, Nia Jax attacks Charlotte Flair's arm, her shoulder. Then that leads into Flair versus Asuka. And then Asuka beats Flair to retain the championship. And Flair is apparently out. Who knows exactly how long. Some people say months. Some people say a couple weeks. But I think it's Some people say the end of the year. Who knows. But I think uh, Charlotte will be back by SummerSlam. I was a little... I didn't like that they went straight into Asuka beating her. I know it's kind of a fluke and Flair had the injury. But I felt as though they were gaining some momentum with Asuka and Flair. And if Asuka was going to beat Charlotte for the first time, make it a bigger deal and have it be straight up one-on-one and not have this bullshit behind it. Maybe you could have done a deke. I know it's shitty because WWE always has shitty finishes, but 
do like a DQ or have Naya really go after her arm during the match and have, you know, really delay Asuka and Charlotte if Asuka's going to get that win. That's kind of the last dangling fruit of Asuka's career. How many times have we been put in this position of something building momentum, somebody building momentum, something just building momentum, and instead of WWE taking a step back and going, damn, we have something here. Let's do it this way so we don't fuck this up. What do they do? They Leroy Jenkins a bitch, and they fuck it up. I hope they use this off time for Charlotte to really get her shit together and have a real direction of where they want Charlotte's character to go. Because she was on NXT. She was the heel. She didn't do anything. She beat a couple of the NXT people. She doesn't even do the job on the way out. And now she's on Raw, where she's kind of a babyface sometimes against Nia Jax, but then she's a heel against Asuka. Can we just get a Charlotte Flair that we can either root or boo? Just don't go back and forth. No. Is it so hard just to have a well-defined character? Yes. But Bruce Pritchard is going to figure it out, and he's going to write the strip, right? <laughs> Probably not. Well, I can dream. Because we're Paul Heyman guys. Exactly. Randy Orton. And Ric Flair come out to explain their actions. Big Show, once again, put a knock on the babyface turn after being a heel against Drew McIntyre. Because now Big Show is the big, bad giant who's standing up for his friend Christian. And another, I think, good promo, both by Orton and Show. I think Ric Flair delivered quite well. That being said, Ric Flair, who's had multiple health issues in the past few years, should not be in that environment. Hey, it's Ric Flair. If he's going to die, he's going to die a long time ago, to be real here. And, he wants, and if he's going to die, he wants to die in the ring. Exactly. But I like it, but I, I'm not exactly looking forward to another Randy Orton Big Show match. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how to feel. I feel like in this moment, it's fine. Now, if you had, you know, 15,000 people in the stands or whatever, yeah, I'd probably be a little pissed off. Sasha Banks and Bayley retain their women's tag team championships. Banks comes out and says that she wants to be just like Bayley. She wants to have two title belts, and so we think that we're going to get the blow-off. Sasha and Bayley are going to have their match, but bro, they swerved us, and they're going to have a match between Banks and Asuka, which that should be a damn good match. So hopefully they can build it up properly. Do you see Sasha Banks? defeating Asuka and being Sasha two straps. No, I think they're going to still keep it on Asuka. I think, they, I mean, they've been teasing this Banks-Bailey thing forever, so I think they're going to blow that off eventually. But Banks is technically a SmackDown wrestler, and now she's wrestling for a Raw title shot. And they're supposed to have that wild card ruled or something in effect, and they haven't acknowledged it except for the one time Charlotte and AJ Styles used it a few months ago, and it's like, j- just be honest with them. Just be like, look, we're in a pandemic. All the rules right now are out the window, and we can just kind of book back and forth and just put whoever we want on each show. That's not going to happen. You know why? Because Vince controls it. It's not going to happen. But I would be okay with Sasha losing, then Sasha and Bailey losing the titles because Bailey blames Sasha, and then Sasha says, you know what? F you, tax Bailey, and then the payoff is yes, Sasha, Sasha winning the SmackDown title. After weeks and months of 
back and forth with the Street Profits and the Viking War Raider Experience. We finally get the match we've all been waiting for, a tag team title match between the Street Profits and the Viking War Raider Experience. And what do we get? Shenanigans. Eight minutes with a commercial break in the middle, so only about five minutes of actual in-ring wrestling. And the Street Profits retained, so we wasted a month of stupid vignettes for a mediocre short tag team match in a three-hour Raw. Damn, it seems like you're pissed off about this. I'm not pissed off. I'm disappointed. I'm sorry. But would you re- really want them to go like 10, 15 minutes? Well, you have you have the time to do it, and you've had the storyline, whatever stuff put into it, that it would deserve that amount of time. I need an energy drink. I'm what crashing. Time? What time do we wake up today, Dominic? Like 7.30. Crashing. Can you give me the energy drink? Gonna pop a Molly before we go on Fortnite so you can pull an all nighter. Ooh, you want me to go get you a beer? I, ne- I got a new beer. I never had it before. Want me to go get, get, get you one? Sure, Dominic. Don't I'll pause m- it. I'll mute your mic. Yeah, mute I'm, me. I'll mute you. And then you'll come back. So come on. Go go get the beer, Dominic. You got this. Okay, Dominic's back. Is going out. But we're going to get into the final, whatever we call it, segment of Monday Night Raw. Mysterio get some comeuppance on Seth Rollins. Uh, we got Mysterio and Dominic coming out. They have a little back and forth between them and Seth Rollins and his buddy Murphy and whatever his name is, Austin Theory. We get a little bit of a scuffle back and forth. They tease the... Dominic getting his eye gouged out by the steps so he can match his daddy. And Okay, Dominic just slams the door. Love to see it. But in the end, we get Aleister Black and Humberto Carrillo making the save to end the show. They've kind of been building to it the entire time. So now we have a Fresh Haze IPA from Dutch, Duchess, whatever you want to call it. An IBU of 45 and an alcohol volume of 6.5. Intensely juicy, irresistibly hazy, freshly squeezed. No fruit was harmed in the making of this beer. So apparently Dominic, to get over his sleepiness, is going to drink a beer, which definitely will make him sleepy. Did you unmute me? Uh, Yes, you are unmuted, Dominic, so go crazy. Oh, one sip, you know the rule, Brandon. Is that copyright? Whatever. Sorry for the listeners out there as I just spiked. By poppiness. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Not very bitter. I like it. Well, it's not very bitter when it's cold. But checking in about a half hour when it's all lukewarm. But or you can just pound it, and you don't got to worry about that. Gonna pound that shit. Pound it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. For tonight. Fortnite. Oreo. You've been so good the entire podcast. It's, cause, it's because he heard beer. He likes beer. Yeah, alcoholic dog. So. Yep. Let's move on to AEW Dynamite, but first we're going to talk about some ratings because AEW got absolutely trounced in their ratings. They have one of their lowest viewerships thus far, 633,000, while NXT does one of their best viewerships thus far at 786,000. So, Dominic, overall, your thoughts on NXT getting this big victory? I think it's huge for them. I mean, I'm not saying AEW's been running away, but, I mean, consecutive weeks in a row they've had better ratings. Um very big, very, very big. I kind of understand why NXT might have won this week. I think they had a good show. They definitely were building to that main event, the Triple Threat. 
AEW, they're building towards Fighter Fest. There wasn't a lot of marquee matchups and segments on the show. It was definitely just kind of running the mill, getting you ready for next week. So I think if Fighter Fest week one and week two both take a nosedive and they don't draw in the viewerships, I think that's when we start to worry about AEW. So I'm not going to put too much emphasis on the ratings right now. Let me let me ask but you. But talk this. to me in a few weeks. Um, you know, because you know Instagram is a very trusted news source, but I saw about four or five posts of the same thing on my on my uh, explore page, which was AEW could be canceled because they're not creating new live content. Well, that would be hard for them to get canceled, even though they just signed like a multi-year deal with TNT, which is going to allow them to have another show whenever later on down the road. But we don't know the contract. Maybe it states in there you have to, you know, have X, Y, Z amount of live events televised or, you know what I mean? Like, maybe there's a little loophole in there that we don't know about. Once again, why would they be canceled for not producing content? They've been producing the same amount of content since they started. Just saying, Brandon, don't don't shoot the messenger. Well, don't believe and say everything you see on the internet. Yeah, exactly. You do. When did I say it? Here, hey, studio, you want the mic? You want the mic? Come here. You gotta talk to the mic. Here, studio, talk to the mic. Probably shouldn't be doing that, huh? For those people who didn't get the <laughs> yeah, video go ahead. feed, no, 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 Dominic. No, 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 no. Let, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's not get canceled here. Made the microphone look like his dick. So in the opening <laughs> segment, we had Wardlow taking on Luchasaurus in a lumberjack match. I'm drunk. And during this whole coronavirus outbreak in the world of pro wrestling, what perfect way to make it even better than to have a lumberjack match and have everyone together and take bumps and catch everybody and give each other the Rona. You know what I just thought of, and it's really stupid, is you know, you think you could win the match by spitting on somebody. That would be disqualification. Oh, because it's a weapon? Yep. I got you. Never mind. Um, yeah. Uh, are you are you over? Do you think I'm okay? I know Warlow's not over, but do you think he is capable of like being on his own yet? Do you think, or do you think he needs to stay? With I MGF? don't think he's capable of being on his own. Quite. I think he's perfect for the role of being MJF's heavy. He can have the occasional match, have a squash match every now and then, and he goes up against a, a big guy like Luchasaurus, gets the win here, puts himself over. I mean, he's not going to be in main events anytime soon, but if y you give him a year, year and a half, maybe two years, he can branch off, maybe turn MJF. That could be a pretty big deal. And who knows who the champion is at the time, and maybe he can challenge for the title as babyface, which I don't see, but just kind of a little... Because I think MJF should be a heel for the foreseeable future. You know, I as much as I like to, you know, talk shit about you, call you an ass and all that, you would be a... Because you have such a fascination with wrestling, I think you could legitimately be a good booker. Dominic, stop trying to butter me up. I'm not trying to I'm butter not, you I'm up. not buying you dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being dead serious, man. I mean, the fact that you can put something like that. I mean, Just because I, I can answer your questions? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I love you. You know? Yeah. Moving on, let's see if Dominic can book the damn territory with Sheeta. Because Sheeta wins no, a squash match, fuck. and she goes back and forth with Penelope Ford, setting up their match for the Women's Championship. I fucking don't know anything about Sheeta at all. I know she's champion. She has a YouTube. I haven't really watched. I subscribe, but I don't think I've even seen one video of hers. Oscar, Where's Chris Statliner? Oscar, like much better YouTube. Oh, 
I like Statlander a lot better. Well, it's kind of hard when she has a torn ACL. When did this happen? Like two weeks ago. Really? Yes. We never talked about it? Or did we? Uh, I just wasn't paying attention like always. Maybe I hinted at it or something, but it wasn't big news for me. I'm sorry. Well, AEW's in dire... Definitely need to sign Tessa Blanchard now. Yes, exactly. God. Well, get, get well. We get the TNT title press conference. Cody did not have a match this week, even though he said he was going to have a match every single week on Dynamite. So he's already lying. Yeah, already lying. But uh, your thoughts on the press conference? I thought it was fine. A little awkward. but The only thing I did not I, – I thought it was fine. I'm not saying I, was, I liked it. I'm just saying it was fine. The one thing I did not like was the water in the face. That was freaking stupid. That she, I, I much rather her throwing the glass at his head than just throw water in his face. I can see that. Get a little sugar glass and bust it over his head. Yeah. Yeah. Don't understand why you needed like 20 people on Cody's side. Why can't you just have Arn and Brandy there? Maybe Dustin. Do you really not have everybody there? Come on, hey. people. Social distancing. Nightmare family, baby. Wear a mask. You want to wear a mask? I wore, I have a mask in my car right now. Why aren't you wear, oh yeah, by the way, why aren't you wearing one right now? Because it would affect the audio quality. But I would sound like Bane. Might be an upgrade, but now you're 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 putting not only my fiance, myself, in jeopardy, but the mascot. Dogs can't contract coronavirus. What? Uh, yes, they can. Who said? Uh, the news. Where did the news say this? Because I saw in the news that they can't. Uh, Mary, tell them. That dogs can contract it. Ooh, you hear that? No, I'm gonna look it up on the internet. Look right it up now. on the internet. Yeah, it came from a fucking animal. Well, the came animal came from a bat and a snake. So, Dominic, would you like to tell the people about Joey Janela and Sunny Kiss making their dynamite debut as they take on Mr. Brody Lee and Cole Cabana? I was, I, I'm just gonna sit here and bullshit for five seconds because literally, I don't like Kiss and Janela together at all. I think, I know they're they're kind of you know the. You know, uh, how do you say the, you know, l- like outcast in single wrestlers that are put together trying to see if they can form a tag team, which and they're gelling a little bit. But I mean, I, I don't I don't like it at all. I feel like they uh, they're I don't feel like they're going to do anything for a while. Is this enough time for you to figure this shit out yet, Brandon? Well, they don't have like an outright thing but i'm on the cdc website updated as of june 22nd it said at this time there is no evidence that animals can play a significant role in the spreading of the virus that causes covid19 so boom then how do those dogs die of covid you remember when when it first came out and snapchat and the dogs that was your died? first problem is you saw some on snapchat and believed it There was a family in L.A. <laughs> what? Well, because we can't listen to you and then. They don't need to know. No, no, you're not doing a good Mary impersonation. Try it again. They don't need to know. Can you do her laugh, too? <laughs> no, you don't get the you don't have the air coming out. That's good. <laughs> now fart like her. <laughs> All right. We get the battle of the acronyms. FTR defeating SCU. This was supposed to be a match with uh, somebody else. QT Marshall and 
Dustin Rhodes, but QT got the Rona, so SCU took their place. FTR gets the win. Good match. And we get the Butcher and the Blade coming out, and we get the return of the Lucha Bros. I wish the Lucha Bros would have been a much more focal point, much more bigger yeah. deal for their return. But it sets up FTR and the Young Bucks taking on Lucha Bros and Butcher and Blade. I mean, I feel like you could have held off on Lucha Bros coming out. Um, I think that they... I think I would have liked to see them come out next week and maybe did like, you know, just a rent, like a mystery team kind of deal. I feel like after that match, it, it, it's. <laughs> Damn, we were doing so good. Well, then the ice cream man showed up. And just like Dominic, when the ice cream man shows up, he gets excited. Oh, man. I was trying to I was trying to tell you, Mary, that I had 20 bucks in my wallet. Go get me some ice cream, but never mind. You have 40? Oh, we'll give you. How much you got in your wallet, Brandon? Uh, maybe like 15. Could I go to, like, is going to Clancy's after this? We go to Clancy's when we go to Fortnite. No. Let's go to real Clancy's. Oh, real Clancy's? No. Yeah. You can get your Shamrock Sunday. Shamrock Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, we get Cage in a squash match. Taz is on commentary. Calls out Moxley for being a little bitch. Not being on Dynamite, even though he's trying not to spread the Rona. Great heel promo by Taz. Calling out the babyface, even though the babyface is doing the earnest thing by not being at the show. How do you feel Cage has been doing lately? Do you think he's... I've been much more impressed about Taz, but Taz is much more the focal point of the act. He's the guy who does the promos. Cage does good in ring. He looks good. He's physical. He has you know, powerful moves and everything like that. I think when push comes to serve, when they have the match, if they have the match at Fighter Fest in two weeks, it, it should be really good. I think it, since Cage is a little smaller, a little faster, I think he might mend well a little bit better with uh, Moxley compared to Brody Lee's match. Well, I mean, I, I'm kind of happy that it's Moxley and Cage. I feel like if it was a bigger we got guy. We a dog on the way, so we might get a uh, big bark. We were doing so well for an hour and 22 minutes, but then just all goes to hell. Because of the ice cream man, sons of bitches. Oh. As you can see, guys, Dominic does not listen to me. Why did I listen to you about I just said that there's a dog coming. Oh. I thought you meant the bounty hunter. She let, just let me sit in silence just to... Big Swole <laughs> gets another one up on Britt Baker. Oh, now we got dogs fighting over balls. <laughs> oh, man. Man, really gone downhill. Uh, Big Swole... Put some trash on Britt Baker, continuing on with their feud. Good for them. Good for them. Nobody got hurt, so we can ask for it. Then, Matt Hardy was supposed to take on Sammy Guevara, but as we talked about, he is gone for now. He defeats Santana. Good match. Don't know if maybe Sammy was going to get the win here, and this could have been a way to build him up, but Hardy gets the win, and don't really have an issue with it because he has been protected and winning a lot of matches thus far. I feel like uh, Matt has... Uh I feel like they need to start letting him kind of give back a little more. I mean, let's be real here. Matt's not going to be a AEW champion. Probably not going to be any other championship. He's not going to hold the title here. I think they need he needs to start kind of giving back, but yet, you know, start start making his presence a little more known. Start going after people. 
be a little more creative, crazy, kooky kind of Matt, not kind of just your broken going in the ring. And he wrestles in five different gimmicks. What? He has like five different gimmicks that he can go to whenever he wants. In one match. Well, didn't he do that one time, like in the match with Kenny, like the first match he had? He like went back and forth between the gimmicks. I don't remember. That was so long ago. But in the main event or in the final segment, we had Orange Cassidy and Le Champion, Chris Jericho, in a back-and-forth segment promo. I mean, Jericho was the one who talked, and then Cassidy kicks him and they get into a little fight. And, of course, with Rona spreading around, they go to the one part of the arena that has fans. Not a big fan of that. They get to the rolling camera. Jericho hits Cassidy. Cassidy bleeding from the ear. Cassidy gets one up on Jericho as he stands tall, puts the glasses back on, blood pouring out of his ear onto his nice white tee, and Cassidy stands tall. If Cassidy beats Jericho, does this classify him as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time? Quite possibly. Because if you beat Le Champion... That and Le, Champ- Le-, Le Champion has beaten great so technically if you can beat Karis Jericho it means you can beat The Rock and Triple H and Stone Cold Hulk Hogan or The Rock and Stone Cold on the same night exactly so thanks for answering my question by not even acknowledging it what just your thoughts on the segment and then you go on this whole spiel about how great Orange Cassidy would be if he beat Jericho what trying to get you back on track here Dominic I can't eat I can't I can't make a, I can't go off on a tangent for five seconds and t- without being. It was more ridiculed. than five seconds. Let's be honest. You're more than five seconds. Um, I enjoyed the segment. I don't agree with, uh, you know, fighting with the cr- near the crowd like you. I, I think that was stupid. Um, but with that being said, it is AEW. They they did take. They're taking better protocol than WWE, so not too ashamed, too upset about it. But overall, great, great segment. I did like Orange Cassidy standing tall. I just, you know, wanted to ask a question. You got me all flustered, so whatever, it's fine. And now, finally, let's get into NXT. Maybe we're going to be getting this under an hour and a half. I doubt it, though. Cameron Grimes beats Damian Priest after he jumps Priest at the beginning of the show. Priest had some injured ribs, injured back. And that's the reason why Grimes won. Looks as though Damian Priest is turning babyface. Pretty short match. It's nothing really to go off on, but Grimes gets the win. And then obviously I think Priest is going to get his heat back. Cameron Grimes will probably be next in line for NXT. Not NXT. The North American title. I don't see Priest. I don't see Priest coming back from this loss for a while. I think Losing to Grimes kind of really... He will come back as a babyface. I do agree with you. And these dogs are fighting. Oh, my God. Mary, can you control your dogs, please? She only controls little dogs, not the big dog. He can't control the big dog. Damn right. For you guys who didn't get the video feed, Dominic slapped his inner thigh, saying that he's the big dog, insinuating that he's a big dick. So if you made it this far in the podcast, congratulations. You get great audio content like that. Tyler does not have a hog. I was told that. You were told that he's not that big? Yes. Okay. We get uh, Pablo Escobar 
defeating Jake Atlas. Atlas trying to avenge his buddy Drake Maverick, but unfortunately he couldn't get the job done. So continuing with Escobar being the top cruiserweight, fine building heat for Drake eventually to come back. When when where do you see Drake Maverick coming back? Is it week, two weeks, three? Four, I think five? you hold off for a little bit. I think you you maybe give it until the, whenever the next takeover is. I think you you build him up to have the match with San, uh, Escobar there, and then have him beat beat him for the title. Mm-hmm. Don't know why I said Pablo Escobar. I think Santos Escobar. That's what I was saying when you said it. I was like, I didn't want to call you out Narcos, on it because I was just like. Mm. I mean, that's Pablo Escobar like a drug lord or I mean, something? that's definitely what they're going for. I mean, let's be honest. I know. Santos Escobar, definite drug lord name. I know. But, um, I mean, I, I'm i enjoying the little, small little fa- fraction. Fra- fraction? Or faction. Faction that they have going on. I'm enjoying it, so. Malcolm Bivens cuts a promo, uh, calling out Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. His boys speak in their native language. Good, solid stuff setting up. Either the triple threat match between everyone for the tag titles, or just a one on or two on two match between those two guys for the contendership. I'll take the contendership. I think the match would be fine. Speaking of some tag teams, let's go over to the women's division as Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez defeats Dominic's girl Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Kai calls out Io Shirai, so possibly Kai and Shirai could be the next step, next feud for Io. I think it's a good little feud. Little uh, speed bump for EO to win, and then maybe move on to a more serious opponent. Maybe Gonzalez gets involved, and Kai could maybe mess around and be the new champion. I hope not. I think EO needs to hold that title for a lot longer than that. I kind of wish that the I know the NXT has enough titles; they have the Cruiserweight Championship on their roster. But I think NXT is definitely set better to hold the Women's Tag Team Championships. They have a lot. I mean, even like Kane, Kane Carter and Casey Canzaro, they're kind of a lower level tag team, but at least they have some sort of relationship and kind of a established a little bit. I mean, I would be for it, but I just feel like would on the you main have roster, the champions? Would it just be strictly to NXT, or would it be well? Okay, you can have can, them on NXT for the most part, but you can have the rule where they can bounce back and forth whenever. If someone tra- challenges them, they show up the next week on it, something mm-hmm. like that. Because I just feel like on the main roster you have. Nikki and Alexa and the Iconics and Banks and Bailey and that's pretty much it. Everyone else is just a random hodgepodge of two singles competitors. Maybe Natalia and Lana will be. I was gonna say that until Natalia and Lana come out and they beat Sasha and Bailey. Watch. Uh, Karrion Cross defeats Bronson Reed. I thought it's a good match, kind of a next level up for Karrion Cross. Obviously, he beat Tommaso Ciampa, but kind of a next level on the squash match realm. Able to show his strength. Reed getting a little bit of offense in, but in the end, Karen Cross wins. Strong, I, obviously, we're going to be focusing on him, possibly challenging for the title. Haven't seen anything since the whole thing with Scarlet. So kind of on the back burner, probably trying to make you forget until he shows up next week during the title match. I don't know if I'm ready for him to have, to have a title match. But where do you go from here? He's beat Ciampa. Kind of, and you could go with Finn Balor. That's a, a, a possible route if you're going to keep Cross on the heel side. I, I think he needs to go through one more. Big I think if Damien, I mean, if Damien Priest is going to be a babyface, I think that's another good spot for him to be in. But Priest is, feels like Priest is like every feud he's been in, he's kind of lost them all. 
So I don't know if you want to have him lose another feud with Or do you Cross. have him win? I don't think so. I think you want to keep Cross pretty strong. Uh, I mean, you could always have him lose via DQ. Have him just be beating the shit out of Priest. But I think Priest, uh, I mean, Keith Lee's another guy just because they match physically. Since NXT is such a small roster, Priest and Keith Lee are kind of the two guys that you can see them going off and be a physical threat to Karrion Cross. I guess. Then move on to Rhea Ripley. She defeats Aaliyah. We got some segments before and after setting up Aaliyah and Robert Strone taking on Rhea in a handicap mixed gender match. Can't wait. And if Rhea loses, which is a possibility, she's going to have to just join the Robert Stone brand. And that's not going to happen. Apparently the studio audience sent something to Dominic and it's hilarious and she has to listen and he has to watch it. I sent. Oh, I know. <laughs> what did you send? <laughs> Apparently, I sent this like yesterday, I think, and now she's just finding it's fucking hilarious. I just sent it to you. I've, have I been hacked? We've been doing a podcast I've been for an hacked. hour and a half, Dominic, and I don't think I've seen you on your phone. I, ha- I haven't. I've been hacked. Hang on. Now, now I'm curious. Can we get an exact timestamp on yeah. that? <laughs> what are Ooh. we looking at? Are we on Facebook? Are we on Instagram? If you pull it to the, if you go from right to left, it'll tell you what time it was. Pretty sure it does. Oh, four thirteen, which is definitely before we started recording. Four thirteen, which is two hours ago. Now I gotta fucking check it because now, because I don't want her to keep laughing, and I'm like, oh, it's so funny. I'm like, I don't know what, what the fuck you're talking about, lady. Well, you sent it to Brandon too. So. I did. You yeah. did? Oh, that yeah, yeah. I did oh, look, I have something on Instagram. I did click Let's on see, it. What it. Oh, hello, Allie. Sorry. I did, yeah. Oh, you're sending some people doing the golfing. So do some dude golfs. He swings. And, oh, I have low battery. 10%. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, so funny, so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's when I said, that's when I said, remember, I said, ah, oh, she got me. Ah. Just like the thirst trap that Mary sent us. That was the point. There's, you sent us a thirst trap. <laughs> it was some dude in some leggings, and you're supposed to think it's some girl's ass. Oh, know. that thing. Even oh, though yeah. as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's a dude's ass. I can tell the difference. Oh, Dominic <laughs> rubbed one out. <laughs> Dominic was chubbing. <laughs> no. It, that, no, it was. Goddamn. <laughs> Just like your shirt says. Oh, uh, Can we hurry up? I'm done. I'm sweating. Dexter Loomis defeats Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong finally thought he got over his phobia of Dexter Loomis, but he did not. He continues to go to therapy. He passed therapy, tries to get or has a match with Dexter Loomis, even though he didn't want to, and he runs away like a little bitch and loses by countout. What's going on with Undisputed Era, man? You got Adam Cole, champion. What is going on with everyone else? I feel like this makes Roderick Strong... This makes... The whole group look weak, in my opinion, but it especially hurts Roderick Strong. In my, I mean, I what, like comedy that's funny, and I don't think this has been funny. It hasn't been funny at all. So my thing is, what where does Roderick Strong go from here? Granted, yeah, it's going to be a payoff where Loomis is probably going to win, but what what happens with Roderick after this? I mean, Roddy Roddy has always kind of been the lowest person on the totem pole. He's kind of been the designated job guy, and especially now that. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly's not there. 
it's kind of him and Bobby Fish and Adam Cole is kind of the next level up. And I, I mean, I definitely don't think Adam Cole should be doing these comedy segments. He's already an undersized heel champion, and he shouldn't be doing things like this. Just just like we I think talked about last week or the week before. Just because you are funny doesn't mean you should be funny. And I agree with you. Then in the main event, Keith Lee faces off and defeats Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano in a triple threat match to retain the North American Championship. He will face off against Adam Cole next week. Champ versus champ. Winner take all. Dominic, first, your thoughts on the match? Finn Balor taking the pinfall here, which I think was the right move because Johnny did lose already to Lee before. And maybe you want to keep that in your back pocket for a rematch. I think it'll be, I, I thought it was fine. I think uh, Finn taking the pinfall was fine. Um, I just don't know... Of course, Lee is going with Adam Cole next week. Um, I don't see where Finn and Journey are going next. Do they go against each other? Do, do they go off and do something else? I'm not too sure. Then on to the match itself next week. Lee taking on Adam Cole. Is there an actual finish to this match where both someone walks out with both championships? Negative. Is Karen Cross the reason for that false finish? Correct. All right. I think we both agree on that. I think it might be a little too easy. I think that's kind of the shitty thing about it. This is no one expects them to give us a finish. And then when they don't give us a finish, it just, you know, makes people more mad. Cause they or they're going to give us a finish and we're going to have a dual champion. Quite possibly. Yep. And does whoever lose get called up? Maybe Keith Lee? Maybe Adam Cole? Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? You know. Still no word on if Adam Cole has re-signed his contract. No word if he's re-signed, which means maybe he dropped the title of Keith Lee. Maybe. Hmm? Who knows? So, that'll do it for us for today. I know. We've gone about an hour oh, and 38 man. minutes. I told you we had so much stuff to talk about. It's because people hit us. Hit up the hibbida, hibbida. We've got to redo the whole podcast now. God damn it, Dominic. Oh. Uh, Take two. Take two. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition <laughs> of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brendan Tanguma. Sitting beside me here, approximately six feet from me, is my lovely Instagram co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, Shut the fuck up. Just how are you out. doing today? I'm doing fine. We talked sports, wrestling, everything in between. You hit us up on the DMs on Facebook. Possibly catch a, a stream of ours. Maybe do a Fortnite stream. Maybe tonight. Podcast. Maybe. Maybe tonight. I'm feeling... I'm, hey... I got a beer next to me. Dominic got a nice little drunk, bu- uh, sleepy buzzkey going on right now. Hey, I'm going to get crunk tonight. We're going to play Fortnite. Yes. Wait, can you say that a lot louder, please? And then we're going to fuck? And then we're going to funk? Yes, we will. Coming, we're gonna c- coming soon. We're going to funk. We're gonna, Com- coming know, soon. Literally and figuratively. On your belly. Okay. Hey. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs>